Hello, and welcome to Get Glowing. I'm your host and beauty coach, Hanny Patel. I like to say that beauty is an inside-out job and that a little extra self-care goes a long way in supporting a more confident you. If you're like me and you're wanting to glow a little brighter, if you have a curiosity about skincare, makeup, and all the things that make us beautiful, you're in the right place. And along the way, we'll be talking with highly knowledgeable beauty advisors who are going to share their expertise with us, give us great insider tips and tricks, and tell us their personal stories on how they've learned to create their own unique beauty. So let's get the beauty, the fun, and the community started as we build ourselves up from the inside out and get glowing together. Welcome to today's episode of Get Glowing with Hanny. My guest today is Megan Tevlin, and she is a professional home organizer. I met Megan when I signed up for a session with her to learn how to organize these new makeup bags that I just bought from Cushy Bags. I was so excited. I'd gotten these new bags, and she was offering a session online on how to organize them. So I took her up on that, and what was so great about her is that she gave me a system on the whys behind why I should put certain things in certain places and how that would make my makeup more accessible and therefore easier for me to get ready. And I just loved her approach to it. And it got me thinking that what Megan does in helping people create systems of organization within their homes is highly, highly valuable for us in creating a more calm and serene home. And then I started thinking about how my bathroom could certainly use some more organization for my all my beauty products. So today, I've got Megan here with us, and she's going to share with us why she does what she does, as well as give us some really useful tips on how we can organize our beauty lives. Hi, Megan. Welcome to the show. Hi, Hanny. Thanks so much for having me. I am so excited to have you here because I think we may not always think of what you do as like core to beauty. But when I met you, I thought this is really exciting. So first let's start with, you are known as the organizing blonde. And I love that name. So can you tell us a little (laughs) bit about you and how did you get that name? Oh my gosh, yes. So I'm Megan Tevlin, as you mentioned, I am a professional organizer based here in Los Angeles. And my company's name is the organizing blonde. And it's funny because, you know, I came up with the name as all good names are discovered as I was drifting off to sleep one night as I was trying to think about what I wanted to name my company when I decided to move into professional organizing. And it really hit me one night. I said, oh, what about the organized blonde? And so I, you know, you do what you do. And I searched for the handles on the website and that was taken by a blog already. And so I said, well, actually, let me make it more of an action word since I'm actually doing things for people and clients. And so I came up with the organizing blonde and luckily all the handles and the website and everything was available. And as you probably can guess, since you can't see me, I am blonde. So (laughs) (laughs) very fitting, very fitting. I love that. And I love that there's an action to it as well, because when you say that, like that was actually something when I was thinking about the name of this podcast and what I'm doing, like I chose get glowing because it's, it's an action, like move forward. Let's get doing this. Like if you want to make changes, let's get into action mode. So I love that you did said the same thing. Cause I thought that too. Exactly. I'm very grateful now looking back that 
organized was taken. And it seems very fitting for that scenario because it's just a blog of like what she does within her home and it's great. But the action I think is really important in terms of like what I do for clients and families and promote people to do themselves. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So tell us a little bit about a little bit more about what you do and how you do it. Yeah. So I help families. I predominantly do residential organizing. So families, mothers, bachelors really try to come into their home, understand what their pain points are within their home and create solutions and solve problems to make their lives easier, more streamlined, and also beautiful. So I really tend, there's a wide range within organizing in terms of function and aesthetic. And I tend to really try to focus on marrying both. You know, I'm an organizer that likes the beautiful bins and the labels and all of that. And predominantly my clients do too. So it's creating systems, methodologies, processes within homes, but with a beautiful twist to it as well. That's interesting. So when you go into a home, I mean, I know one of the things that you've talked about is that our home should be a sanctuary and a place for rest and solace. So like, tell me what you're, because organizing is what you do, but the goal isn't just to have an organized home, right? Like what's your goal from like how you're going to make a person feel once this process is done? Because I think that's really the ultimate result that people are satisfied with. And obviously, yes, I'm going to have an organized home, but what is the other, like, there's a psychological aspect to organizing, right? Definitely. And I think you nailed it really on the head there when you said the word feel. It's one of the first questions that I ask a client when I'm in their home with them is, how do you want to feel in this space? How do you feel now when you see this space? Typically, it's a specific space within the home that they're having trouble with. And it's like, how do you feel now in this space? Typically, it's chaotic. I feel overwhelmed. I just don't know what to do. It's like, I just shut the door. I don't even want to bother with it. And a lot of times people say that they want to feel calm. They want to feel peace. They want to know in the back of their mind where everything in their home is, know where to find it. They don't want to be frazzled in the morning getting ready. Sort of all of those emotions is what really comes out in our sessions in terms of trying to understand what their end goal is. And then it's also really important in terms of coming back when we're having our sessions and we're editing things and we're trying to put together systems to come back to the client and help make them remember, remember how you wanted to feel calm and peace and, you know, relaxed. Well, to get there, we're going to need to do some editing or we're going to need to sort of, you know, look at what you have and evaluate whether you really need this. Is this going to make you feel the way you want to feel in your space? And so that's a really big point in terms of what I help clients do. And I think it's also an item that people struggle to do on their own and why it's helpful to have a professional to sort of help guide them in that. Also, we're not tied emotionally to other people's things. Oh, so, yes. So it, we've become this third party that's objective within their items. I'm very non-judgmental of anybody's things and what they want to keep and what they don't want to keep. I just try to remind them of, does keeping this 
get you closer to your goal of how you want to feel and how you want your home to run. And I think that's also another benefit of what we do is providing that third party unbiased opinion to help people sort of move forward in that journey. Yeah. So it's interesting because you're not, like you said, coming in and just saying like, okay, you've got room X, let's call it my living room or my closet that I want organized. Like you're actually helping me create the type of home that I want to live in. Yes. So it's like a process that you're working with your clients in. Definitely. And that can mean different things with different clients. Sometimes I work next to them and they're helping me along the way. And sometimes they just say, no, I want it all to work and I'll learn the system. Please just do it on your own because I can't, it's too much for me to either I'm too busy. I don't want to be involved, whatever it is. So we have different sort of levels of involvement with the client, but it always starts with what's not functioning in your home today. How do you want to feel in your home when this is done you know, what do you want to get out of this process? What's not working? All of those are sort of the baseline that we start with. Yeah. Okay. So you're like our friend and you're like our therapist when you come into our homes to like, yeah, to like help us get through the clutter. So how do you deal with people who, and when I say people, you could probably insert, how would you deal with me? (laughs) Who like, you know, I have stuff. I don't really have an emotional attachment to many things, but I know a lot of people do, but I just have stuff that I feel like I'm like, I'm going to want that one day, or Mm. I'm going to fit into those pants one day. Like, how do you deal with people like that? That's interesting. So there's a couple of different, I guess, tactics (laughs) or strategies that I use, but one is really In my mind, if you have something, and this happens a lot when people are moving and they're packing up their stuff to move and it's like the perfect time to purge stuff and they're like, I I never really use this in this home, but maybe I'll use it in the next. Kitchen appliances, things like that a lot. But my sort of rule of thumb is if you can order it in 20 minutes and it costs 20 or $25 or less and you haven't used it like in a year, you can get rid of it because it's something that's easily replaceable if you ever find that you do need something. So why are you basically spending your money to hold on to something mm. and like take up the space if you're not sure you're ever going to use it? So if you always have this concept of like, well, maybe I'll use it in the future. Maybe I'll use it in the future. It's just getting in the way of the stuff that you are using now, making it more difficult to get a hold of what you're using now, just taking up space. And the fact is you probably won't ever use it. But if you do need it, you can easily replace it. So something that's easily replaceable and you're leaning towards, do I keep, do I not? My push is always to donate, get rid, get it out of home. Okay, that makes sense. Because a lot of times too, you'll find another way to accomplish whatever that tool, that item, that whatever was doing. Uh Uh-huh. I like those Uh, guidelines of like thinking about it from the 20 minutes, $20 and one year. Yeah, it just is a good sort of rule of thumb. And when you think of it that way, you're sort of like, yeah, okay, like what else do I just sort of like spend $20 on here and there? And it's like, yeah, if I don't ever mash potatoes, why do I have a potato masher? So, you know, (laughs) good point. (laughs) And it's such a bulky item that I find everywhere. So it's like, you know, why don't we just like give this away? And if you find yourself ever needing to mash them again and being really upset that you don't have it, then 
buy another one and it will be Amazon Prime to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So were you, okay, let me ask you a question. Were you always organized? Like, how did you get into this? Because this isn't, you didn't go to college to become an organizer. No. <laughs> But I did go to college to become an engineer, and that is still very, like, methodical sort of things in order. I've always been very, very logical. So your brain Um, operates this way. Yes. I was always very drawn to, like, math. There's, like, a solution, and it's, like, a single solution, and, but... I, as a kid, no, I, it's funny. I would go through spurts. So I would organize my room and I would put it all like everything away, but I would get overrun with the new stuff I was bringing in. And I basically, when I look back at it now, I can know that I never had like real good systems in place in terms of everything, having a specific home that it always lives in. So I would you know, put office supplies away or my desk supplies and I put like my toys away. But whenever I would put them away, they would end up in like a different place than they were the previous time. And it just, now looking back, I just realized that like I didn't have specific homes for things. And so that's where really creating that system and that process for people to get their homes sort of back to baseline is really important because life gets in the way whether you're a seven-year-old girl who lives in her room or you're a 45-year-old mother of three. So the important thing about organizing is that it's not a one-time event. You set up the system, you set up the process, but there's continuous maintenance that has to happen along the way. And that's what I sort of learned looking back at my childhood. So I liked it neat, but I couldn't keep it neat. Ah. And it's really because I didn't have those you know, I had too much stuff. I mean, I like, also it's really important, right? That you have the amount of stuff that you have space for. And I just had too much stuff. I didn't have systems in place for schoolwork coming in and papers and all of that. So I would sort of get overrun with those things, but I always wanted it neat. Uh-huh. You wanted it neat. I like this. Okay. So system is a key and you're saying this is a process because you're going to set up a system that works on an ongoing basis. Yes. Okay. So you really want to, yes. Yeah. Okay. So can we shift this conversation to the beauty space? Because I'm sure a lot of our listeners here, me included, and I should say that the way that I met you is very interesting. It was in you trying to help me organize a little bit here, which is so cushy bags. I bought these bags, these makeup bags, and they were offering a free consultation with Megan to help me learn how to use the bags. And then we had this call and you taught me how to organize just even my travel makeup bags, which was amazing. And I remember the thing that I got most out of it. And I know I said this to you even was like, I love that you showed me the why, why I should put something in X place and then how I should organize and put something else in the next place so that you, now that I'm talking to you and you're giving me this whole background, I, it was a whole system of how to make yeah. my makeup bags work better for me. So I would just, I was fascinated by it, by the way. <laughs> I loved it and I loved the system behind it. And I would love for you to just, if you could share with us, like how do we turn our bathrooms, our makeup, our skincare area into more of a sanctuary and not just like 
a jumbled mess. And I'm not saying that yes. we all have jumbled messes, but I might have a little bit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so what's kind of like a high level yeah. philosophy and how can we go about doing that? Yeah, I think one thing that's super important, especially when it comes to like skincare and makeup junkies, is really putting in time to declutter your stash, right? Okay. So whether that's at the very beginning when you bring new product in, one thing I like to encourage people who love a lot of like, especially skincare and makeup is that when you buy new product, you try it out relatively quickly and you come to decide whether you like the product or you don't like the product. If you don't like the product, then return it. You know, like there's great return policies at Sephora and other places to really, I don't know, buy a product that does work for you. Make sure you're surrounding yourself with products that work for you, whether it's with your skin type, whether it's like a color within makeup, really only try to like keep what works. Oh, uh, so the first step first is philosophy. Okay. So <laughs> when I buy things and I leave them sitting for a few weeks and don't try them out because I'm waiting for that special occasion, like that's not the right way to do it. You're saying make sure I like it and then... Yeah, and make sure you like it. Do like a test run of the makeup that you might do on that special night out a couple months from now and say, do I really like this eyeshadow? Is this lipstick really coordinating with me? Because the sooner you sort of try it out and you decide whether you like it or not, if you don't like it or it doesn't work for you, you're more apt to return it the closer it is to when you purchased it. Yeah, that's a good point. Because then once you've made the investment, if I try out the lipstick three weeks later, I'm like, all right, I may not love it, but it's now just going to get collected because I've spent the money on it. Exactly. Because you feel like you've like, like you said, you've invested in it and it's like, well, I already bought it and you never know because somehow we feel our skin tone is going to change over time, but which I get, I totally get it. I have stuff <laughs> too that like, I think it's going to be a great bright orange color for me, but that's one of my biggest things because I found myself doing the same thing where I purchase something and then I come back to it, you know, months later, whatever. And I try it and I go, Oh, this color might've looked good in the store when I tried it on, but it's really not a great foundation color for me, or it's really not a great blush color for me. And then I find myself, well, am I over the limit of when I can return it? Is it like, can, is it, you know, what do I do with it now? Okay, so step one is making sure that it actually even belongs in your house. Yes, and that's true for any space. You want to declutter. You want to go through everything you have if you're doing any sort of organizing project, and you want to keep what works, what works for your, in beauty sense, for your skin type, for your lifestyle, for your skin tone. Those are the items that you want to keep, and you want to get rid of the stuff that doesn't work for you, whether that be returning it to a store because it's still within the time frame, whether it is donating it to a women's shelter or organizations like Project Beauty Share that do give lightly used products to women in hardship or to a friend that might need it too because they have a different skin type. But don't hold on to it just because you spent money on it. That's If it didn't work for you before, it's probably not going to in the world of skincare and beauty work for you. Right, and then when you do have that occasion, you're not going to reach for the color that's just kind of so-so. You're going to reach for the one that you know you love. Exactly. That Because you want to feel special and fantastic on that occasion. So exactly. Really? You're that's a great point. Okay. I love it. Okay. So we've already learned one thing. Now, what's the yes. next thing we should do? 
So another thing that I love setting up in terms of systems in bathrooms for beauty and skincare is to categorize your products together. So this goes two ways. So for skincare, I like to keep like a morning routine products together and a nighttime routine products together. And those can be different like moisturizers, for example, right? Your morning moisturizer is probably going to have SPF in it, or there's going to be an SPF component somewhere in there, whereas your nighttime might be a little richer, maybe have a little retinol in it. So you want to keep, I like to store those sort of together so that in the morning, it's one location, bam, for me to get all those products that I need to get on my face, to like make me feel beautiful, to get me set for the day in a really non-stressed way. It's all together at one place. Same with nighttime, right? It's really great. I find de-stressing to sort of set up these nighttime routines and what you're like, you're getting your makeup off, you're putting the serums on, you're just really like decompressing for the day. And it's nice when all of the products that you use are all together for that situation. So that's a really good system and technique for skincare in particular. I love what you said because and you assigned kind of, I'll use the word value just for conversation's sake. You said morning, you want to be quick and efficient and to the point and get out the door so you're not overthinking things. And then the evening, you said it's like your ritual, your routine, your kind of process that you go through. So there's like, you even assign different emotions almost to the two and how and why that keeping them separated, how that can like add value to your life. Exactly. And there are different emotions, but they're really the same sort of thought process in terms of I'm going to put everything together and the result of me doing that is going to be different for each scenario, right? In the morning, it's going to be so I can get out the door efficiently and not feel stressed. And at nighttime, it's so that everything's together so that I can be, you know, slow and methodical and not feel stressed, right? So it's all right. about not feeling stressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. So it's really, there's a method, obviously, to it, but I love that you're sharing that with us. So thank you. And the same is really true for makeup too, right? So as I did with you when we had our little session, was I, my first question really to you was, well, what do you use every day? Mm-hmm. Right? So right. I like to try to keep the everyday stuff and that everyday stuff might change, you know, seasonally based on a foundation color or, or whatnot, but there's sort of the stuff that you tend to use every day. And then there's that stuff that you save for the special occasions, like we were referring to before mm-hmm. and the stuff that you use every day, I like to sort of maintain and keep those together. The stuff that you use on occasion or special occasions, I like to store by type, right? So all your lipsticks together, all of your lip glosses together, all of your eyeshadows together. Because when it's those special times, those special moments, you sort of have in your mind what you're going to reach for. And it's easier to find it by type of product at that point, rather than sort of all mixed up together. So I wouldn't have two categories. I wouldn't have every day and everything else, unless everything else is like four or five things. I'd have like every day, and then I would have special eyeshadows special lipsticks, (laughs) you know, like special palettes. Right. Um, Okay. And then that way, you know, like, okay, I'm going for, I need an eyeshadow palette for this special occasion. They're all in one place. Exactly. I love that. Okay. That's super helpful. Yeah. 
Yeah, my wheels turning here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I want to come over to your place and see all your stuff. I know sure you have amazing things, <laughs> and it's a, like I yes. I just want to like you know see it. I'm just Help I'm me. so curious. <laughs> I do. I'm very curious. It's like, do you have drawers or do you have cabinets in your bathroom? I have cabinets and I have a couple of drawers, and they're all probably very inefficiently organized. And then I have the ledge of my bathtub has just become my eyeshadow palette holder because I have so many of them. And of your bathtub. Yeah. And so what I really need, I, I'm like, think as, as you're talking, I'm like, I need a dedicated set of drawers. And when this is all over and we can get together face to face, you're going to have to come over. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> and it's like, one other thing I will mention is you want to, within your bathroom, you talked about the different spaces that you have. You want to make sure that you're using like your prime real estate within your bathroom to its most efficientness. So if you have top drawers, you want to put the stuff in the top drawers that are like your everyday things, right? So you want to put, whether it be your dental items or you're going to brush your teeth twice a day or your morning routine or your nighttime routine, you want to have those sort of like up and easily accessible. You want to have the things that you use not as regularly, maybe say a steamer or something like that in a less accessible area, like a cabinet perhaps. And then you want to maybe, if you're trying to find space for things, you want to maybe move things out of your bathroom that can be stored elsewhere. A lot of people store like first aid and cleaning products in their bathroom. But if you're really looking for space because you know you love skincare and you love makeup and you really want to find an organized way to do it, to store it, then move those things out of there that don't necessarily need to be there. So mm -hmm. put all your cleaning supplies maybe under the kitchen sink. Put your first aid in a linen closet. You know, use that prime real estate for the stuff that you love and that when you open the door or the cabinet or whatnot that you really, you love seeing. And then also find the right product to take advantage of what you have space-wise. So whether yeah. that be drawer organizers, whether that be shelves or like boxes that sort of stack on top of each other to take advantage of vertical height underneath the sink. That mm -hmm. tends to be a lot of vertical height there that we aren't able to take a lot of advantage of. So like pull out drawers that stack are great use there. Or turntables are fantastic on top of a cabinet or underneath. But those are other sort of tips for those keeping your space. Yeah. And what about, okay, tips for like hair items, like hair dryers, straighteners, curling irons. What are, you, what are your thoughts on those? So I like to keep those either in like a deeper drawer, if someone has them, with maybe a drawer divider so that they kind of stack on top of each other instead of like, so a drawer divider is like you can put in within like a deep drawer, it sort of divides the drawer in half, let's say, or thirds. And it allows you to really use the vertical space so you can sort of have things on top of each other and leave the other side of it for maybe body washes or, you know, other items. But it really allows you to sort of categorize or corner off a space so you can keep like with like. I like doing that or I like having a drawer underneath the sink that pulls out or a really big lazy Susan that can hold a hair dryer in one compartment, can hold a curling iron in another, can hold a straightener in another. I will always challenge people to see if they can use a product 
for more than one thing. So if someone has a curling iron, a couple curling irons, and a straightener, I'll ask them if they can get the same curl with their straightener. Because <laughs> um, I'm always on the hey, to yes. try to like pair down. Minimize, <laughs> so, yes. So the more you can sort of multi-use products, the better. But if they each have a function and you use them both, then fantastic. And you find a space for both. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So now I would love to talk about purses. I know we're all at home right now and we're not really like carrying our purses around, but there will be a day where we get back out and we got our bags, we've got our purses. What are your thoughts on what we should be carrying in our purses, how we organize our beauty products in there? Mm, okay. So now what somebody carries in their purse is very personal. And so I try not to ever say, you know, definitely carry this, definitely don't. But what I always recommend in purses is to use bags within bags or pouches within bags. So I always like to keep like a little pouch that's like everyday essentials. It's got a nail file in it. It has some floss in it. It has a chapstick. It has tweezers or something. So a couple band-aids, things like that. Lens re-wetting drops because I have contacts. I like to keep those in a little pouch within themselves so that and the beauty of the pouch a it's all contained within your bag because I don't know if you're like me but all my bags are just like cavernous holes that don't have oh yeah exactly (laughs) like where is that thing exactly (laughs) and there's not enough zipper pockets in a bag to like yeah (laughs) well even if you do have a bag that has a ton of zipper pockets unless you're exclusively using that bag it's a pain to take everything out and put it into a different bag so when you have these little pouches you can easily just take that everyday pouch or what you can and maybe you have another pouch that's like your makeup touch-up items for the day and so you have two different ones right you have like one that's like makeup focused and one that's sort of like every day you know if my kid like utilitarian or whatever exactly okay focus pouches and then when you're switching purses if you use a different purse a day I tend to have like a few purses that I rotate you just literally take the pouches and toss them into the new purse with your wallet I love that so it's so easy to transfer between a is is the first benefit B, you just know where your stuff is, right? So you pull out the pouch with your daily touch-up, you put a little powder on, you put it back in your purse, you put it back in the pouch, you put it back in the purse, it's always there. You don't have to like dump your purse out to find your chapstick, nothing like that. I even do it so much if you have smaller kids, I always recommend even having a pouch for snacks. And you just like, every week you look at your snack pouch and you put more snacks in it if you need to. You know what? I love that because I actually, I, yeah, I'm, I have a separate pouch, but I tend to mix too many things in there. So I have like the lip stuff and the bandaid and the floss and the whatever. And so it becomes kind of gigantic, but I never thought to put the food in a bag because I always end up with like crumbs in the bottom of my purse that I then have to clean up because like all the snacks are rummaged like down there somewhere. And then like the next like months later, I'll be like, oh, there's still a bag of whatever at the bottom of that bag because I thought I got them all, but I didn't. Exactly. So listen, you look at my purse and it's like a wallet, a phone, and then like two or three pouches. And it just, it'll keep your purse cleaner because you're not going to have crumbs 
on at the bottom. Again, you can easily just transfer them to other purses, but it also just makes it easier to see. You open it and that's all you see in there. You don't have to like trudge through everything to get to what you need. I love that. Okay, so great, great, great tips on organizing your purse. Now, for someone, I would love for you to tell, I read on your blog the advice about like, so start with your purse and what should we be doing? To just start with the first organizing process, do you say something about like dump out your purse and yeah. what should we do? So ladies, this is a good one. Yeah. So you really want to dump your purse. You really just want to like sort of spread everything out, see everything, throw away the trash. I'm not a receipt keeper and I encourage people to not be receipt keepers, but if you're going to be a receipt keeper, keep them all together. I suggest maybe not in your wallet because then it becomes overbearing, but maybe in a business card case or something. You want to group your like with like, and you want to remind yourself if you really need that in your purse, and then you want to put them in pouches and put it all back by like, by type. By like, okay. And I, and I, you know, back to something you said, I prefer multiple smaller pouches Mm-hmm. that are really like dialed in in terms of their category versus one large pouch. Because all you're doing there, if you just have one large pouch, is you're just transferring all of your clutter into a smaller space, right? So like if everything is, you've just now taken everything and put it into one smaller pouch, you made it even more difficult to find what you need because there's less visibility into the smaller <laughs> pouch, <laughs> to find all your stuff, right? So yeah, it's not at the right. bottom of your purse, but out even in a smaller area and you still can't find your chapstick. So you really want to put them in, I prefer multiple smaller Multiple pouches. smaller pouches. I, okay, that is really, really good. A really, really good tip. So, and what I like that you said there is it's not just about like keeping it contained, but when you want to find something, it's you're saving time in yeah. terms of how quickly you can access something. So that's just that much less thinking that you have to do on a regular basis. Exactly. It's time and it's sanity, right? Because when you need something, you want something, you want to just go and get it because you're probably doing something else. So we're always multitasking within our lives. And the less you can sort of stress your brain by doing too many things at once, the better. So if you can just make, whether it's your purse, whether it's your home, whether it's anything around you, you can just make it rote in your mind that I go to X place to find Y item. It's going to become such second nature that you don't need to spend any mental capacity sort of thinking about it. And then you don't need to be frustrated and panicked and flustered because you can't find it because you know exactly where it is. Right, right. And it just saves you that, you know, that tension that builds within your body when you like, need something and you can't find it and then you're frustrated and you're just like uh like being organized really eliminates that feeling Mm -hmm. which is you know at the end of the day right we're all trying to have a little calm a little peace a little rest within our our homes because like you said early in the beginning I really feel like your home is your sanctuary and it should be a place of reprieve from the world which has so many pressures on you And so if you can find a place where you can relax, be calm, be just in a zen-like state, then all the better. And that shouldn't be just reserved for a spa that you go to once a month for a massage, right? If you can try to bring that sense of calm 
and relaxing into your home, you know, room by room, start with the bathroom, make it a little bit spa-like, give yourself a beautiful jar of Epsom salt for your baths as opposed to just a bag, you know, thrown in the back of the cabinet. Like if you could really create that space for yourself, it's just the rest of your life is going to benefit from it. I really feel that way. I, and I can see that passion in you. And I love that you kind of brought it all back to at the end. It really is about making your life easier and creating less stress, less anxiety. And then it's just a way of kind of giving back to yourself. And yeah. so when you save all those minutes that add up in the day where you might be looking for something here and there, you could actually put back into resting or relaxing, whether you want to like spend more time on your skincare or take a little bit more time to do your makeup in the morning or read a book or, you know, just rest and relax and meditate or whatever it is, but you're bringing more kind of calm into your life. And which is at the end of the day, a form of self-care. Oh, definitely. It's like, it's almost the ultimate form, right? Because everybody needs both work and play and everybody needs to be where everybody we're all very good at operating at an optimal level we're all very good at go 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 but you need that recharge and the more you can create an environment for yourself where it's just a naturally recharging environment just like the better you're going to be when you need to be on right so everybody needs that balance and you really can accomplish a lot of that sort of like stress relief by just creating a place within your home that you can feel comfortable, calm, relaxed, because you're not frantic. Right. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. Definitely. It's kind of on an ongoing basis. Well, I love this. And I want to say, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show here today with me. And well, you help people in so many places within their homes, bathrooms, kitchens, like every part of the home that you can imagine. You guys, Megan even has like a tip on how to organize your apps on your phone to make your life easier. So she does it also. If somebody wants to work with you, how can they reach you? Where can we find you? Yes, thank you. So you can find me on Instagram. I post a lot of tips and on my website, both of them are the organizing blonde. And then within the website, you can also find out how to contact me and work with me. There's a contact form there, or also you can always just DM me through Instagram. But I do want to extend an offer to your listeners. So for anyone who is in Los Angeles County or sort of the surrounding areas for the month of July, since we're starting to open up, and I'm sure we've all encountered but maybe isn't working in our home by being home so much, I want to offer a 20% off of my hourly fee for if you want to contact me and schedule something in the month of July. Oh, Megan, that's so nice. Thank you so much. I'm going to be the first one on that list. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. That is so generous of you, you guys. So anyone who's in the LA area, you guys have a special discount that... Megan is offering you today. Check her out on her Instagram or her website, The Organizing Blonde. And thanks so much for spending some time with me today and sharing these amazing tips on how we can Uh, make our homes a little less cluttered. 
Totally my pleasure. It was great talking to you today. And I hope that this has inspired some people just to look around at their home a little bit and really try to create a little calm for themselves. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect way to end this, which is, it's not just, I use the word declutter. And as soon as I said it, I was like, it's way more than that. It's creating that calm space of like, less stress in your home, reduce the anxiety. So it's like actually creating an emotion. It's not just an act of cleaning out, but it's like giving back to yourself. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much again for being here and we'll see you guys next week here. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Get Glowing with Hanny. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss an episode and tell all your friends about it. Share the love and come join us on our Facebook page, Get Glowing with Hanny. And tag me on Instagram, at Patel. And if you got inspired by us to try a new product or technique, please tag me on that. If you have any questions or feedback, or if you found a new product that you think I need to try, you can also email me directly at getglowing at Thanks for listening and see you back here on our next episode.